Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Danny. Pete is tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done three three. 22 to Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. Welcome to Cannell and Bell. That is Raja Bell. I'm not Danny Cannell. I'm Casey Kiernan. Danny's off golfing somewhere, I believe. Correct. Yeah, life is good for one Daniel Cannell. Yeah, he's, I think he's in like a, uh, it's like a celebrity like, uh, I don't know what they call him. Like, it's a tournament. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's in 12, Coca said, right? Well, he's in 12, which is pretty daggone good, all things considered. And it is. the best part about it is, like, his daughter's there caddying for him. So right. he's getting some good dad and daughter time, which is pretty cool. Fun stuff. Oh, all yeah. right. So Danny's off golfing, and it is championship Sunday in the NFL. Are you sad that football's almost over? How big of a football guy are you? Yeah, I'm like, I don't break it down well. I don't know it in and out, but like, of things that I want to watch, if there's football, basketball, or like golf on, those are my three favorite. Football's number one. Golf is probably number two, and basketball's number three. Why is basketball number three? I, I just, I don't know. It's so funny. You find that too. Like, I used to cover high school athletes. None of these high school athletes knew anything about the NBA. Right. They knew like little to nothing. It was like the nerdy guys or the guys who were into sports. Right. Were never the guys who really played sports. Was that the case when you were growing up too in the NBA? No, I followed the NBA. Like, oh, I, you I, did. I loved the NBA. I always, you, know, you have your MJ Michael Jordans. Fans. Yeah. I was, I was an MJ like fanatic. I think, uh, I'm never really going to be surprised by anything on a basketball court now. You know what I mean? Like I've seen it all. I did it for like 25, 30 years. Right. Like nothing really is going to catch me off guard or really make me say, Oh dang. Like in football and, and golf, like I, I don't do those well, so I could still see You're a fan. You're a fan. For sure. That makes exactly. sense. All right. So, and we're going to talk about a lot of NBA. Of course, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie is yeah. making his return. Talk about the all-star draft being televised and what you think about that. Yeah. Timing a little weird, but I, I like it overall. Yeah. Right. But let's start with the NFL because it is uh, number one in championship Sunday and all that. So the Patriots are underdogs. It's the first time that uh, Tom Brady has been an underdog in a game in almost like 70 games. Yeah. They've gone to eight straight AFC championship games now. Uh, they are three-point dogs. Who do you want to win this game, the Chiefs or the Pats? I want the Chiefs to win the game because I don't love the Patriots. I respect the Patriots. I respect what they've done. Um, I can admit that Tom Brady's a GOAT and Bill Belichick quite possibly also. But I don't love them. You know what I mean? Like they, I, they fall in the Duke category for me. Like You either love them or you probably hate them. There's very little middle ground with that. I fall in the probably closer to hate category. Like I just... They, They've been so good, they're easy to hate. Um, and I got a lot of people around me that love them, so I would just take the counter and, and try to hate on them, you know? I feel like they're too sort of robotic to really fall in love with. They're too textbook. They're they're emotionless, you know what yeah. I mean? But in the ironic part is, like, when you're a fun team, easy to fall in love with, the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. A lot of talking on both sides of the field, sure. uh, uh, both sides of the ball. Pete Carroll's that fun, rah-rah coach, easy to, uh, easy to like, easy to root for. But to have the sustained success, you have to to operate like like a robot, like Tom Brady, like Bill Belichick, right? Yeah, there's no denying the success. Um, but there's just something about like the New England, like the New England fans. I went to school there; they're fantastic fans. Um, I just oh, like the Boston sports fans. Yeah, like the Red Sox. That's fan, everyone. The Bruin fan. No, no, no. But I mean, like they've just had so much success recently, right? They, they just had this wealth of success. Like, it's an easy thing for people outside of the area to kind right. of hate on. You know what and I mean? And also, I think it's pretty easy to like the Chiefs, right? Yeah. They have the young, exciting quarterback, Pat Mahomes. I know Pete Prisco was all get off my lawn about his no-look pass. Stop. Did you see his no-look pass uh, a couple of games ago? Yeah. He looked this way. Sure. Passed that way. It was beautiful. Everyone loved it. And on Twitter, Pete Prisco's like, 
Yeah, well, that you know that kind of dramatics and flair isn't going to win you a Super Bowl, win you big games. Okay, I'm sure the guys at the front Until office does. don't like no look passes. This right. isn't basketball, <laughs> but he's fun, right? And Andy Reid is that coach that we all like, but he's never won the big, big game. Yeah, so you got to pull for that. Yeah, for sure, you pull for that. Um, they've also got a lot of weapons, right? And there's a lot of like pre-snap movement, and that's what I love. I love the creativity that Andy Reid and the offense there in Kansas City has, and is. Like, as it boils down to the game, I think there are a few things that I might look for just as the casual fan. Yeah. One is, can they get after Tom Brady? So the stat says that Brady has not been sacked more than three times in a single game this season. The Chiefs have sacked opposing quarterbacks four times in seven games this season. So we all know, if you let Tom Brady sit back there and essentially pick pick you apart, yeah. like, like there's not a lot of success in that. So can they get after him a little bit? Can they make his, you know, can they bring his eyes down? Can they make those feet move? Does he do the ducking? You know, protect himself type of thing that Danny likes to talk about. Um, and the second stat for their defense is the Chiefs have allowed the second most yards per reception to running backs um, this season. You know that the Patriots are going to employ some some running back like passing game. They have that's what they want to do, and that's what bit them against the Chargers. So you know who allowed the first most receptions to running backs? The Chargers. Okay. And uh James White came out and had 15 receptions, which was a record. Correct. So maybe they go back to that well in this game, and that would be good news. If I was playing DFS fantasy, I would want to know that stat. For sure. And then offensively for uh for for Kansas City, I think it's really important that they come out and they score early. Like the sure. Patriots are, you know, they're great. Um, but when you put more pressure on them to have to put it on Tom Brady's arm, I know this sounds crazy, and then they have to start getting out of that game plan of like, you know, kind of picking you apart underneath and doing what they want to do. I think it puts a level of pressure on them that they don't, they're not used to playing with. So the stats on that are in all five of their losses this season, the Patriots have allowed 13 plus points in the first half. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting stat, right? Kansas City would, you would think could come out and hang up if any numbers really quick. Well, like, that's the cool thing about what's left in the playoffs. The top four scoring offenses for the first time yeah. since the merger are the last four teams standing. And number one was the Chiefs. Sure. Number four was the Patriots. So we'll see what happens there. That's the late game on CBS at 640. Uh, the game before that kicks off at 305. It's the NFC Championship game between the Rams and the Saints. Uh, the Saints whooped them in week nine at the Superdome. Yeah. They beat them by 10 points. Uh, but they're different on, on, on both sides, right? The Rams, uh, they've got their, their stud cornerback that's Aqib Talib, and hopefully they hope they'll be able to shadow Michael Thomas, who burn him for 212 Ooh. yards. Ooh. Michael Thomas, 12 catches, 212 yards in week nine. Um, and then the Saints, you know, they are rolling, uh, and they are the number one seed in the NFC. Who do you want to see win this game? Man, I, you know, if I had to pull for someone, like, I, I don't have, the vested, like, rooting against you interest like I do with the Patriots. So this one, I I really would like to just see a, a shootout. A good game. I'd like to see a good one because I felt like the last slate of games, like, uh, you know, the semis, they didn't really live up to the hype. Like, I didn't feel really entertained by those. So I'd like to see a good game. And I guess if you make me pick, dude, I'd probably say I want to see New Orleans win. Okay. Um, Which is interesting because you said you like the Chiefs because of their creative offense. Jet sweeps a lot of motion. Yeah. That's, and when you said that, I thought Rams. Right. I don't, like, I, the Sean McVay thing has gotten to me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but I don't hate no, on Sean McVay. Like, I don't. No fault of his own. No, no, just this, else. this infatuation with the Sean McVay thing. And like, yeah. if you, if you, if you know Sean McVay or you've cut his hair, you get a job in the NFL. Like, I, like, it's starting to bother me a little bit. And again, I don't have any real interest in the game, but 
Like if you make me pick a side, I'll probably pick New Orleans because I, I, I just want them to win a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. I, I like his hair. I yeah. kind of have similar hair. I'm like receding. I've got the hair thing. No, this wasn't a shot at his hair. No, I think it was saying. a shot at his hair. If you've had, I'm pretty sure it was it's a like shot the nine degrees of separation with Sean McVay for NFL jobs this year. Uh, yeah. So, and it's funny because I feel like that's kind of going to be on trial too, right? Because you have the veteran head coach in Sean Payton on one side. And then you have so many people who just like you who have, who have uh, rejected the idea of this new Sean McVay it's McVay, of McVay fatigue. Because I think, what is it? And, and that's going to be on trial, kind of. If Sean McVay loses in a blowout, people are going to be so quick to jump on that. Yeah. Point at that and say, see Cliff Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, all these guys. And, and I wonder what that resentment comes from. Is it a feeling that those guys haven't yet paid their dues? Yeah, probably. They're getting shots above... Guys who have paid their dues and are, are more worthy candidates. Yeah, and I think they're, they're, it's also like an old school versus new school thing. Like old school guys are going to sit back and be like, you know, that that hasn't proven to to be successful in right. the NFL, and so you're going to give these guys a shot just because they they run this new innovative offense. And I don't know that that's necessarily necessarily fair to Sean McVay if he doesn't win this year. Like, you know, a lot of these coaches didn't come out and win Super Bowls in their first three seasons. Yeah. His offense is still pretty electrifying. It's still been one or two in the NFL in the last couple of years. Like, you can't deny any of that. If he doesn't win this year, and that's a big if, maybe it's just going to take him another couple of years to figure out the formula for, for, for playoff success. You know what I mean? So as much as I can not really hate, but as much as I can have Sean McVay fatigue, I won't be one of the people, if it doesn't work, to say that, like, uh, this is – you know, this isn't the formula to win in the NFL. It doesn't work. No, I, won't, I won't do that. Yeah, you're right. Obviously, it has. Remember, they right. thought, remember Jared Goff, number one pick over Carson Wentz. Maybe he's a bust, right? right? That was the thinking. Even in L.A., people were saying, he's a bust. Right. I think he's a bust. And it's clear because of Sean McVay, dude is not a bust. He's great. Remember um, uh, that Todd Gurley had that really down year. He was a fantasy bust for people who this took was all. What was this? Jim Fisher? Like not Jim Fisher? Uh, what's uh, his name? Uh, Jeff, uh, Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like he revitalized Todd Gurley to be the best back in the NFL in fantasy. And look at Jared Goff. Yeah. No longer a bust. And so you know they've got that new stadium opening. And I agree with you. No matter what happens in this game, I think Sean McVay has been a huge success. Yeah, no doubt. And his hair looks great. And his hair, we've already established that. Um, I am looking forward to in this game because I feel like there's more personality in this game. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like the Patriots and oh, the Chiefs, yeah. everybody comes out, says the right thing. Like we're politically correct. Sean we're going to go out there. Sean is the most personality what? head coach. Sean Payton. He talks trash to other players during the game. Fantastic, right? So now you've got Aqib Talib, right? You've got, uh, you've got Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters yeah. now, you've got Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram who Dominic are in ski masks. Wait, like it, this is going to be, hopefully, I am praying for it, like just entertainment on a lot of levels, not just football, but like yeah. just pure, like characters running around the field doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. So Saints are favored by three and a half in this game. Uh, the Chiefs were favored by three. Who you got in these games? Saints with the points and Chiefs with the points. Chiefs with the points and Saints. So you're taking the favorites to cover yeah. and win out. Yeah, chalk, maybe. All right. So he's got a Saints Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh huh. You? Who wins the Super Bowl, guy? Uh, ooh, that's a toughie. We're playing in the dome, right? It's a dome thing it's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, I mean, you don't. You know what? I'm going to take the Chiefs. Let me go ahead and t- let me say Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Let me anoint you right now if you're right. listening. I don't know. <laughs> like, right. We'll take the Chiefs. What do you got? All right. So second year, I'm going to take the Saints. Okay. Second year over, by the way, over Tom Brady and the Patriots. And the Patriots. And I would love to see that. It's like the Hall of Fame quarterback Super Bowl. Sure. That'd be dope. 41-year-old Tom Brady, 40-year-old uh, uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. And I really want to see it. It'll probably be the last time we get to see maybe two great old 
time quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't even know what that meant, old time quarterbacks. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like time. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, like what, you know what the hell I'm trying to say. Uh, by the way, if he's right, second year QBs to make a Super Bowl, uh, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, Big Ben, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Dan Marino. Uh, of course, Kurt Warner won, Tom Brady won, Big Ben won. So he would just be the fourth second year QB to do it. And he's 23 years old. He would be the youngest since Ben Roethlisberger, who was also 23 years old in Super Bowl 40. So there's the info for you. All right, that one kicks off at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, and right after that is the CBS game. All right, so let's talk a little NBA. Okay. Boogie is back. Boogie. Boogie is back. Yeah. We've been waiting for this about a year. Uh, first of all, what are your expectations just for tonight against the Clippers? Uh, a lot of touches for Boogie tonight against the Clippers. I would anticipate that his teammates – would want to try to make him feel like he was as big a part of this offense as he wanted to be. I don't know that it'll go off without a hitch. Like I could see their offense struggling and sputtering, trying to figure out what that needs to look like with Boogie in it. But I would expect with all of those guys um, having had the success that they had, there's no real press to win a game. You know what I mean? Like This is almost a game where they don't even care if they win it. This right. is just like, let's get Boogie in there. Give him touches, let him feel his way through the offense, and then we'll take it from there. We'll go back to the film the next day, see what worked, see what didn't, and then this this journey. Uh, now we're off. Now we got to figure out how how we make it look like what it needs to look like for us to win a championship. How many minutes do you think he gets tonight? Over under twenty, just under. I think nineteen, eighteen, something like that. Um, and that would just be because like you, you can practice, you can train, you can. You know, do your underwater treadmills, anything that you can to get your wind up. There's nothing like real game. Nothing like it. Nothing like a real game. What about like sprints? Yeah, it's great, but you get a you get rest. They're pretty much scripted. Like your your muscles when you're when you're moving and it's a scripted straight line. That's that's like uh, I don't know, like an output of a seven, let's say on a scale of ten. Yeah. When you throw in some spontaneous type of movement and reaction to stuff, you ratchet that up to like an eight and a half nine. Like with your adrenaline, too. With, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely uh, there's no way to practice for 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 uh, for what you're going to see in a game. Okay, so here we are on January 18th. Is this enough time by the time the playoffs get going to work him in? Correct. Yeah, it's pure, it's plenty of time for them to. If it's going it to, if it's going to work. This is plenty of time for it to work. What does it look like if it's working? If it's really working, just, 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 I'm talking best case scenario. What does that look like for the Warriors? Um, it, it looks like, I mean, something under what you saw, like a notch below what you saw in Denver the other night. Like that's not a sustainable thing when they scored 51 in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, but between that and what you've seen out of them for the last couple of years, right? Because, you're adding one of the best bigs in the NBA and not a back to the basket big, although he can be a back to the basket big. He's a floor spacing big. And that's what, you know, most of their success is predicated on the ability of, for, for all of those guys, you know, minus Draymond to some degree to step out, shoot the ball. Even Igodala, Sean Livingston in their own right, they don't really shoot threes, but they'll shoot mid range jumpers. Yeah. Um, is much better from the three point line, but Boogie's going to still do that. So you still retain all of those little angles and creases. That and those you can guys also the basket. space the floor by being in the paint too. I mean, that's part of spacing as well. Correct. So now when he wants to go back to the basket and you put him in there on a, like, there's no double team that can come because you've got this wealth of shooters on the outside. Uh, so that becomes an option that they haven't ever had in Golden State. They've never had a pure post presence. Um, and then he's another guy that can facilitate offense. Like you've got a bunch of guys that can start offense that you can give the ball to 
and trust that as you're running offense, they'll make the play uh, and, and get one of those guys who doesn't necessarily make plays himself a good shot. And then real quick, before we get to being the most hated team in sports, which is what Boogie said, what does worst-case scenario look like? Yeah, worst-case scenario is that, you know, I don't I don't believe anyone in Golden State would let this you know implode their season. Okay. So I would imagine if it just didn't go well and if, if Boogie for some reason – Got off the reservation, which I can't imagine this would happen. Like you mean he's upstairs? Upstairs. Okay. Because that, I mean, like, that's always been the question. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. And I don't believe it to be a very, like, a, a very likely possibility. They've already had drama this year. I think it's remote. I think it's a remote possibility. But if it did, I, I think what you do is you just kind of, you just kind of shelf boogie. You know what I mean? So yeah. I really don't see there being much of a downside. Sure. Now, if you continue to try to fit a square peg into a round hole, and you're not realistic enough and self-aware yeah. enough as an organization. Yeah, sure. It could, it could derail a season, but I think you've got some guys there that know what they're looking at. Very self they, they will, they will not let that happen. Steve Kerr, Bob Myers. Not gonna let that happen. In the business. By the way, it was a one year, $5.3 million deal. So if it doesn't work this year, it's fine. You're gonna get, they the, can move on. You're gonna get the best version of Boogie though. Awesome. Yeah. Cause he's, it's a prove it deal for Correct. you. Uh, one thing he said, we are the most hated team in sport. Not quite. Your reaction. Not quite. I mean, look, I just told you I hate the Patriots. Patriots. Yes. Like, Golden State's not a polarizing team, right? Does like he you, really believe that? Probably. And, and good for them. Like, it, you know, when you're talking about a team that's been to four championships, right? And, and you're playing into like June every year and you're turning around on a short season, you got to play another hundred games. There's a level of fatigue, both physically and mentally that, that starts to set in. Yeah. Having these like, having these things that, that, that it's us against the world mentalities, having these motivational type of things that you can fabricate if you need to. Become important. They might not seem is, like is a lot, Boogie allowed to say that we're the most hated team. That's a good question. If he hasn't even played for okay. him, that's a good question, Coca. Because okay. like you usually talk in our ears. Yeah, I had no idea if that was. Oh, you didn't even know that was possible. No, no, no. What? I was like, is is he on air right? You thought that was like a divine? Uh, uh, no, that's a good question because he hasn't done much to call himself we. But I do. If I'm being honest, I do think that. It gives you just a little bit of a glimpse into the way he's been treated there. Like he feels like that's family. Yeah. Like they've really opened the doors to him and kind of wrapped their arms around him. And so, uh, if this is going to work, mm-hmm. you want him feeling like it's a weak thing, Coca, but very valid question, brother. Appreciate that. Are they the most hated team in basketball or are the Lakers? Yeah. Because I, it's the Lakers and LeBron. I debate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one A, it's one A and one B. Like, you, yeah. anywhere LeBron goes, you're going to have a level of hate because he is polarizing. You, yes. you love him uh, or you hate him, right? And the Lakers as a brand are hated are because, hated of, because they're of, winning. Correct. Really. I talking, mean, that's the only reason. Why. Yeah. But like when you have winners, like you're going to have haters, right? Cause you'll have, of course. and so, you know, Lonzo Ball, easy to hate. You know, dad's His out there. Dad's there's a, but, but point being, there's a lot of, there are a lot of reasons why people would hate on the yeah, Lakers. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a toss up for me. Welcome back to Canell and Bell. Casey Kiernan sitting in for Danny Canell alongside Mr. Rajah Bell. Word. Danny is golfing. Yeah. Currently 12th. Yeah. I hope me maybe move in a, a celebrity move. golf tournament. Uh, it's moving day. How many players are in the field that really? 12? No, I'm just joking. I, I think, this what guy, is it? Coca, how many we got? We like 100? I think it's like 50. I think 50. it's like 50 total. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Have you, pretty, have you played with Danny? Yeah, Danny's good. Danny stripes it. Yes. He yeah, he's, he's quarterbacks are good at golf. Do you know why? Quarterbacks, pitchers, like uh, Tony Romo, Michael Jordan's good at golf. Michael Jordan is good at golf. Yeah. Have you ever played golf with Michael? Jordan? I have not. I wanted to, but he's really competitive. Who's he can... the most famous person you've ever played golf with? Who's the most famous? Yeah, I've ever played. Uh like don't Lawrence... say Danny Cannell. No, nah, Lawrence Taylor. Played golf with Lawrence Taylor. That's, um, that's cool. I'm trying to think, man. Played with Michael Vick. Uh, 
played with like I played with Bubba Watson. I played with any non uh, athletes. Um, no, like my reach doesn't like I'm not Hollywood like that. Okay, yeah, the live leaderboard has Danny tied for fourth right now. What? He's through. Dang. He's through ten, and everybody else is like through three or four holes. Nah, that's good. You put a Dude. number up. You put a number up. Strike some fear in some hearts. People get tight. Yeah. No. All right. We are pulling for Danny. Uh, we're also pulling for drama at the NBA uh, All-Star Draft because mm-hmm. it's going to be televised for the first time. Before we get into what you think about that whole ordeal, it's on the same day as the trade deadline. Yeah, that doesn't make Why would they do that? I don't know. They're trying to beef up sort of all of their um, – it's sort of like 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 social cachet that they have. There's so much buzz that's created from the trade deadline. You think you would want why to not spread that, that out? Right now, you can dominate two separate. You could dominate two days of of the social media like world instead of so just one. Do they feel like the NBA All Star draft the draft is like the appetizer and the deadline's the main course? That's stupid. Either way you slice it, that's stupid. Like okay. they, right, seriously, you're 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 cannibalizing your, yourself, right? Got to like, be a reason for it. I don't know what it is. I don't know. All right. Uh, so what do you think that about makes it? Sense cannibalizing yourself? That doesn't even make sense, uh, does it? Can you? No. No. But I was right. going to let you. Go. All right. Okay. I appreciate it. Because if I let you go, then you'll let me go with when I said old timey quarterbacks. True. Pretty true. True. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about this draft being televised? I like that. Um, there is potential. Look, I, I think that's what we were all hoping for last year when we had yeah. the draft. We were like, look, like, we we like to see like what goes into that, like uh, the process. There could be. Some fallout from that though, right? Like egos. I mean, what? Yeah, else? I mean, but that, that, I mean, those are important in a game where, you know, coaches' jobs are to manage those egos and keep everybody on the same page. Right. You know, so you're sitting around and your teammate's got a chance to pick you or he's got a chance to pick Anthony Davis and you're sitting there and it's like an obligatory, like, Hey man, I know my guy's going to pick me. Like if you're Steph Curry and now Draymond's on the board or Anthony Davis and you're like, right, right. Like it could get a little interesting. I think my biggest issue right now is yeah. that in the East, it's Giannis leading it. And like Giannis for as good as he is, there's no real drama surrounding him. But if it was like Kyrie was the was the captain and LeBron yeah. was the other captain, right. but then this we've allows, got something. Then we're but, cooking. But, no, but this, Giannis, allows LeBron, this allows LeBron to pick Kyrie first, though. Yeah, don't know that that's going to happen, though. Why not? They had the phone call, the apology. Yeah. Did you hear the story behind that, that, that LeBron was at dinner with Kevin Love? I did. I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and they... And it said miss call Kyrie Irving, and they're yeah, like, what? like, what the heck? Yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, Kyrie tore down something that could have been. That's like, a whole nother. Imagine Cleveland, if Kyrie decides he doesn't want to be traded. LeBron sure. says, all right, I'm going to lock into this. Kevin Love's already locked up. Yeah. You clean, you clean the books with the Tristan Thompsons of the world and all the rest of the stuff you got there. Yeah. And you take another, you, you, you could have expected Well, look, it's not as bad as, uh, Kobe and Shaq or anything, but it, it's something. It's something. What do you mean it's not as bad as Kobe and Shaq? What, the relationship? They were both in their prom, no, I'm just saying the what ifs. What could have beens. I think Kobe and Shaq take the cake. Yeah, I know, but Kobe still prom. wins championships in LA. You were left with, with, like, nothing's happening in hey, Cleveland. These stories are not, are not done being. It's crazy. done in Cleveland. Nothing's happening in Cleveland. Cleveland. That is a I wrap. Kyrie as an individual and, oh, you mean for the city? I'm talking Cleveland. about for Cleveland. Oh, what if for the You city? now go back into that, like, that, that, what do you call it? Uh, like hibernation of a, of a basketball town for. Irrelevancy. Yes. Tank for Zion. Tank for Zion. Um, the news already leaked last year. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge got picked last. Cause then there's that whole I thing. I didn't know that. Who gets picked? Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oops. Damn, LaMarcus. But, but, but there's that whole thing. Who gets picked last, right? No, yeah, there's going to be some, there's some drama in, yeah. uh, this is going to provide. Um, and then the, the NBA, you know what they do a good job of? Like reconvening after the fact. 
figuring out if it was worth it. Good figuring point. Out what does, what needs to be tweaked about it? Like so, this is just they're rolling it out there because people wanted it. Very flexible. Kudos to you, right? Yeah. Now we got to see what happens. What's the fallout from like, hey, dude, I wasn't picked where I thought I was gonna pick, or my man, like my man, you didn't. Where, but like, know. you ain't gonna pick me with the I third know. pick. Like you, what's that fallout look like? Um, were you surprised at how many fan votes Derrick Rose is getting? No, he, that's a great Not story. Surprise! It's a great story. And uh, he did drop a fifty piece. Yeah, it's a fifty burger. And and uh, Rip said, R- Richard Hamilton said when we were on HQ the other day that the following that he had Derrick Rose that is rivaled Michael Jordan's following. And they he, were the only two and guys. And he thought he never would see that again. Yeah, but he did with Rose. Yeah, so the, he played with him during his MVP year. Correct, correct, and so. I was one of those dudes, not to go, I know we're going to talk about Derrick Rose, but there was, I thought Derrick Rose was emotionally spent. Like, I, I really did. Like, I thought he was just emotionally drained from all that it probably took for him to, like, get back to where he was, that MVP level. And, and trying to get to it, realizing that that would probably never be, you know, an achievable thing for him. I thought he was spent, man. When you see him step away from teams, you know, when he stepped away from the Cavs and stuff, it just it looked like a burned out basketball player to me. So, you know, I, I never really questioned the skill level, although he would have to reinvent himself as a player because you're never going to be that Derrick Rose anymore, right? Has he reinvented himself? Yeah, he I think still he looks has. like he throws himself at the at the at the. No, he does. Like he retains some of his old Derrick Rose, but he shoots the ball a lot better now. Okay. He plays with a little bit better pace. Like he, yeah. he's not as like let me just assault the rim as he was in his mm-hmm. his MVP years, and so. Um, like, I think it's a great story. I, I'm one of the fans, the people I didn't vote, but I would have, cause I think it's fantastic. It seems like so many players respect the hell out of him. Yeah. You understand why? Well, yeah, I do, because again, we all go through questioning at some point, like whether or not you want to do this, whether this is too hard. It might be coming back from an injury. It might be like in my, in my case, you know, I was coming off of a, a little tiny bit of success when I played for the Sixers and a little window in the playoffs. Uh, but there were these expectations and then the next year I didn't fulfill them. And Larry Brown was a mm. SOB of a coach, like to young players. I love him now, but he was tough. And it really made me question, like, whether I was built for playing basketball. Some real, like, lonely nights I'll driving home. At the time. I was 22 years old. Man. Like, you know, and like, oh. real self-talk drives home. Like, man, like, you, you, this might not be for you, you know? And so we've all been there. Yeah. So you can, you can, you know, you can sympathize when you see a Derrick Rose and you know what's Absolutely. going on when he leaves a team. Like no yeah. one leaves their team unless there's something really wrong there. Yep. Um, and so I think I, I, I would, be, I would bet that almost every NBA player or former NBA player like really pulls for Derrick Rose. Empathizes yeah, with that. Sure. All right, cool. So, uh, the draft will be on February 7th and the All-Star game will be February 17th in Charlotte. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about, uh, the team that has no All-Stars and, uh, won't for a little while. That was <laughs> the New York Knicks. Uh, they apparently, rumors say, won't let Kristaps Porzingis play this season. Yeah. Because they're tanking. Um, is that, is that the right route to go? What is your reaction uh, to that rumor? Have they come out and said they're not going to play him because of the tanking efforts? Oh, or well, they... no, they're not going to say we're tanking. No, so but I mean, the office they... would come down real hard. Yeah, on. but if they come out and said, like, yeah, I guess you're right. That's well, here's here's the point. He tore an ACL about a year ago. The timetable would have him back nine, on. Nine months like max. And uh, David Fisdale said at the beginning of the year, by the way, he can't even run. And right after that, Kristaps posted something to him sprinting. So people are just reading between the lines here. Yeah, I, look, this one's kind of messy. The players don't ever want to sit at that point in their career. You're you're you still got stuff to do. Like you you know what I mean? You're the yeah. unicorn. Like you 
took the league by storm a couple years ago, and then you've been injured. You're you're really chomping at the bit to get back out there yeah. and put the league on notice that like, yo, Luka Doncic isn't like Jok- Nikola Jokic. Like you're talking about like Euro superstars. No, don't forget about me. I'm the unicorn. Yep. Like, uh, and not giving, not having that opportunity when you're healthy has got to be super, super frustrating. From the Knicks' perspective, I understand the tanking efforts. Like, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that doesn't subscribe to middle of the pack. NBA draft pick. It doesn't get you anywhere. It really right. doesn't. Well, I mean, the Mavs, yeah, they're in the lottery and they got Luka pretty high. Yeah, that's a high, that's yeah, a high. That draft was pretty pick. high. You know what I mean? another, uh, stupid comment, but yeah, it's okay. But I mean, so, so I understand the Knicks, but I, you know, what I would say to the Knicks is like, if you rub Chris Stapps the wrong way, he's like, already shown he's yeah. not afraid to. He'll talk back. Correct. Tell the media and the fans what he really feels. And I ain't really worried about talking back. I'm talking about like when he's up. If he's, if you've got this track record as a franchise of like, you know, not protecting him and keeping him out when he, you know, he wants to play for no good reason yeah. other than you want to lose ball games, like you then have to worry about if, if, if he wants to be back in New York. No doubt. Uh, so he will be a restricted free agent this offseason. You'd figure no one could make a, an offer they wouldn't match right. that restricted free agency. But if they get a high pick, maybe Zion or someone else, and they do start winning immediately, then maybe Kristaps wants to stay there in New York. Welcome back to Canel and Bell. Casey Kiernan sitting in for Danny Canel alongside Raja Bell. Danny is golfing. You know what's throwing me for a loop today? Have you noticed that that monitor up there is like on a delay? Yes. So usually we get that monitor, which is That's live. live. Right, and it helps me out a lot. So I'm watching myself up there. It it does because I can see when I'm Tracks acting the fool and doing stuff that's like a little like off. Did you ask them to turn that off today? No, but I asked them not to turn it back on. Ah, yeah. Ah, this is ah. this is disturbing. Danny's golfing, and you know who else is? Tiger Woods. Okay, making his 2019 debut next week at the Farmers Insurance Open. First of all, how much did you enjoy last year the comeback for? Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, fantastic. You, I, I, like you said, number one on your power rankings, football. Golf, yeah. And basketball. I thought it was great, uh, having it culminate in him winning, like, the tour championship, like, yeah. uh, event was, was fantastic. It was like cherry on top of, like, what I felt was like a really successful comeback season. My only question is, I know he poured heart and soul into last year. You know what I mean? Like, I know he poured heart and soul into that. The results speak for themselves. Like, he had to pick himself up from probably what was like rock bottom for him. The murder of the Derrick Rose conversation. No question. Did you do it again this offseason? Right? Because now we've had a modicum of success again. We've won an event. It ended on such a high note. Did you, did, do you just take for granted, all right, Tiger's back. Let me do, which has to be an incredible amount of work anyway, whatever it took to be the Tiger like this. But to, to come back, you had to do even more than that. Right. So are you still in the, I'm going to do even more phase in the offseason or did you ratchet it back? And are we going to kind of fall back to what we looked like two years ago? All right. So I'm looking up his age. He's 43 years old. So. At that age, how much more work does an athlete have to put in to get to where he was at at, at 33 or, or, or even younger? Well, typically you're going to be putting in less work because your body's not going to be able to withstand okay. the type of work um, for, for the more physical sports, right? Like the banging of football and basketball. Yeah. You won't be doing as much banging. You'll get some pool work. You want to save your knee, save your back. You know what I mean? Like the work changes. But for Tiger... It was different because he was, it was a skill set thing. Like typically with basketball, you're not like, your skill set doesn't disappear on you and you have to rebuild it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Tiger's skill set kind of disappeared on him. So he had to be put back in the lab doing like 
you know, 150% of the work just to get his skill set caught up again. Right. That's what I'm wondering about, like, in this offseason. So I'm, I'm interested to see him in this event. And you know what else is funny? It did seem like he really got up for the big moments last year. Yeah. Like, yes, the tour championship, the playoffs. Remember how well he did in two majors? Sure. Like the Masters. Sure. The, and the Open. The Open, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the early Masters odds here are Tiger favored. Really? Nine to one. Jordan Speed second at 10 to one. Rory is third at 11-1. DJ and JT are both 12-1. to That surprises you. It does, and I don't like when they have Tiger favored. I just but, don't like but, it. I feel it like it jinxes so, it. But it has so much to do with what the betting public, yeah. how they're thinking, and where they're going to put their money. Look, people can't let go of Tiger. Of course you can't, not. You can't let go of Tiger. Like I, Even when I knew Tiger was bad those years when he was really bad, I, I still... Like, Rooted. couldn't let go of Tiger. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have still bet Tiger if you forced me to do it just because you always felt like he was going to do it or it was possible that he could do it, you know? And so, you know, I think that's what that reflects, but I don't like it. I want him at 12, 21 to 1, 13 to 1, 14 to 1, something like that. I don't like him as a favorite. Last year, seven top 10 finishes. Phoenix finished second in the FedEx Cup and he won one event. Would you say he has a better year than 2018 or a worse year? It's tough, right? Yeah. If you made me bet, I'd say he has a worse year. Okay. Just because, you know, the track record recently has been what it has been. Um, but man, with my heart, like, I really want him to have a better year. I want to, I want him to win a major. And if you win one major mm-hmm. this year, you'd have to say it was a better year than last year, right? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So we cannot wait. The Masters on CBS, as usual, it will be awesome. Uh, let's talk about Emory Hunt's picks. Can we get so we own the Masters? Like CBS has, it's a one-year deal every year. Well, we need that. We need to be there, Coca. Like, oh, Lord. Coca was there like, last year. What? Coca? Look, hey, I'm not. I won't be working Monday until we can work out this Masters thing. So just so we know, Coca, you don't want to talk about the Masters? You being there? You didn't no, love the Masters, really. Coco? I'm not, no, the Masters was wonderful. It was a beautiful event. Oh, listen. <laughs> okay, uh, we teased it, so we have to give it out. Yeah. Emery is pulling a Rajah Bell. He's also picking the favorites. My skillet is my dude, man. Like Great we, minds think alike. Yeah. He's picking the Saints and the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, NFL prop bets. Michael Thomas, he says, gets over 92 and a half receiving yards. What do you say? I'm going to go over as well. I'm going to go over. Uh, will there be a missed extra point in the Rams-Saints game? What do no. you think? No. Okay, you're going yes, good special teams. Drew Brees, over under two passing touchdowns. Over. I'm going under. Eee. Because I think Aqib Tlaib being back matters. Eee. Will Tyreek Hill score a touchdown? Correct. Cheetah scores a TD. Last game, he had over 100 receiving yards, and he scored a touchdown. He was awesome. Tom Brady, over-under, two passing touchdowns. Over, sir. You're taking the over. What about yeah. the weather? It's no, weather, bro. Degrees. It doesn't affect Tom Brady. He's a machine. All right. Uh, will Patrick Mahomes throw a pick? Yeah. You're going with Yeah, he yes. will. Yeah. I agree. But, but still win the game. He's getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's going to win the game. He's the best we'll quarterback see. in the game. It's on CBS. I'm messing with Patrick Mahomes.